So we will start with the precepts. Okay. There are uh, there were some uh, addition last week that you did not. Uh, it was not on the on the sheet, so we didn't have time to print it uh, this week. So we will uh, leave it to you next time. It is for the ex asking for the precepts. <coughs> so uh, we'll tell it in Pali, but the meaning is that. Uh, uh, I am asking for the precepts and taking the refuge, please, out of compassion, give it to us. This is what you said. Okay. Tamang Yachami Anugang Katawa Siyang Beta Mebhante Tutiyampi Namhambante Nisarinanasaha Atanga Samanagatang Kuposata Siyang Tamang Yachami Anugang Katawa Silang data, Srebante, ADMP, Namambante, Isarinanasaha, Atanga Samanagatang, Uposata Silang, Namanya Chami, Anugang Katawa, Silang data, Srebante. Namodasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranangachami, Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sanghang Saranangachami, Dutiampi, Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sanghang Saranangachami, Tadiyampi, Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sanghang Saranangachami, now for the precepts. Panati pata veramini sikha padang samadhyami. Adinna dana veramini sikha padang samadhyami. Abrahmacharya, Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami, Musavada, Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami, Sura Mereya, Majapamadatana, Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami, Vikala Bojana, Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami, Naja Gita. Adita, Sukadasana, Malaganda, Vilaytana, Dharana, Mandana, Vibhu 
Sanatana, Vedamini Sekapadam Samadhyami, Uchasayana, Mahasayana, Vedamini Sekapadam Samadhyami, Now for sharing the merits. Idang Mesi Lang, Asavakayang, Bayang Utu, Idang Me Punyang, Sabasatanang, Bagami, Mama, Punyabagang, Sabasatanang, Bagami. Te sabbe, me samang, punyabagang, nabantu. As we can see from the last uh, sentence that we have been uh, saying just now, is that uh, we are sharing the merit with all the beings, and then we are wishing that uh, we become pure, that uh, uh, we are getting uh, the mind uh, rid of uh, the taints. So that means uh, in that spiritual practice, in the Buddhist uh, approach, the, the sharing of merit and also the sharing of uh, uh, Whatever we have accumulated or whatever we have is a big part, is an important part of the philosophy. So uh, it is starting all the time. And uh, when, for those of you who have been in, in Buddhist circles or, or Buddhist uh, traditional societies, uh, you see that uh, actually uh, it's a lot, the, the sense of community is very strong. If you go to the monasteries or Everything is very social and there is a lot of sharing. There is no, uh, people are not fussy about this is mine and this is uh, yours and things like that. When you come to a monastery or a meditation center, there is a lot of dana. It's, uh, it's quite uh, surprising for us, the Westerner, when we come to Asia, you see, uh, how generous those people can be and also how uh, they support the, uh, the, the practice of uh, the dhamma, the practice of Buddhism. Last week I, I had a note that, uh, that I found and it, then it struck me that actually I forgot to mention something about, uh, about the needs. You, know, you remember I spoke about the, the four physical needs that uh, we need to survive, that we, 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 we need to survive as a human beings. And uh, the note was, oh, it's very good. Actually, it makes us uh, just uh, reflect. Oh. Will you also say that people are a basic need and therefore the need to communicate? So, of course, you know, human beings, we are uh, social animals. So it's a need to be together and also it's a natural for us to, uh, to live and support each other as a community, as a, as a group. So what do you think about that? Like, when I am talking, uh, I would like you to reflect also, and then to just to reflect and to, to, to know that uh, I'm not only talking, but you should also uh, uh, reflect about the meaning and try to find out uh, what, is, uh, what is meant and what, what is also uh, the, the, the goal of our exchange. So, uh, what I referred was actually the physical, the physical needs that uh, we need to have, like the food, uh, the shelters, and uh, the medicine, and also ropes. Uh, yes, the. the <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, some, someone was saying that uh, someone was saying that uh, if we leave uh, a child, a baby or a small uh, uh, child uh, just by itself and we don't give any attention, then it's not long and the child will die. So this is true, but actually what is the need of the child at that time? I would say that the child needs nutrition, this is one factor, and also the child needs affection. So this is the basic of a, uh, the basic of an ungrown uh, being. But to say that the, the child really needs people, I am questioning that because uh, we see, <coughs> like, uh, I don't know if you know the, 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 the story, the legend of, uh, of Rome in Italy, the, the way that the Rome, the city of Rome was started actually was uh, uh, I don't remember the details, I didn't look in the dictionary, but uh, uh, it's two, two children, two babies, and they were ab abandoned in the, in the wild, and uh, they were fed by wolf. And, uh, and then uh, later on, when they had grown up, you know, then they were found, and then they, uh, they, uh, they became, the, I think they became the chief of, they found, they f both of them found the, the city of Rome. So, uh, they were able to, uh, to grow by themselves with, uh, with the, the nutriment of the wolf uh, uh, mother. Also, uh, you have probably seen sometimes in the, in the newspaper that they have discovered uh, children, wild children, and uh, they grow up in the wood and they have been abandoned or they have been lost uh, in, the, in the wilderness. But actually they are able to survive because uh, there is the instinct of the animals also to take care of any uh, child that is, uh, that is left. So uh, it has been the case that sometimes monkeys or wolves or other animals will, will take care of a small baby even if it's a human. So that is to say that uh, the, the need is, is basically for, for, for food. And also we find uh, in some instances that uh, people get lost in the, in the wild and they are adults and they are able to, to survive by themselves. Like uh, Robinson Crusoe, the story, you know, which is probably based on the fact is that the person uh, just was for a few years in an abandoned and, uh, island, but uh, although he didn't see anyone, he was able to survive. So he didn't need the uh, people. Also we see some hermits and uh, by themselves, they decide to isolate for the, they isolate themselves and go into seclusion in caves and uh, and then they stay there for years. And actually, they don't need so much people. They need the food, of course, but uh, psychologically, they are able to manage without uh, without uh, the people. But uh, the fact that uh, in Buddhism, the need of people is there, and actually. What is the need of people? It's not necessarily every, every, everyone, but the need of good people. The need of good people. And this is called uh, the need of a good friend. So think a little bit in your life. What did you learn? How did you learn? And when did you get uh, help to, to grow more? Actually, uh, we have to see that uh, we had been helped along our path, we had been helped all the time uh, when we grew up through friends. And it starts with our parents. Our parents took care of us, most of the parents take care of their children. And then we got education, they, they, they told us what to do, and they really uh, helped us to grow and uh, to, uh, to develop ourselves. Also, we had friends at schools and uh, friends uh, everywhere. So friends is very important for the psychological support. First of all, if we don't have friends, then it's very difficult to, uh, to, to manage by our, uh, ourselves. So if we have someone to talk to and then to express uh, our difficulties and to share whatever we, we, we like to share, then it's always a support for us. And uh, in the text they say, uh, well, what is a good friend? And a good friend is somebody who is taking, who will take of your things when you are not there, and then he will see that uh, all your properties are, are safe. And he always he will he will be caring for your good all the time, and his mind, his intention will be pure. And he will not let you down if you are in trouble. So, be a friend. And there are more, more qualities uh, describing a friend, but uh, I don't go into the details for that. 
but uh, now also we have we see there is the friend in the sense of a teacher in the in the sense of uh, somebody uh, who is uh, showing us something somebody who is uh, guiding or uh, teaching us something new a craft or an art or uh, some knowledge at school or anything that uh, that the person has developed then he will uh, he will teach the knowledge so uh, so we see that uh, that uh, this is the case in the in Buddhism we have friends in the sense of uh, the group support as friends but also we have the friend as a teacher the friend as somebody who will uh, who will guide us and who will give us uh, knowledge that we don't have and will uh, help us to uh, to grow and develop so that's very important so uh, one, once you probably you know all those things but uh, nevertheless I will, I will I will repeat them is uh, once the the, the, the chief, this one of the disciples of, uh, of the Buddha was together with the Buddha Ananda and uh, then he was looking at the, at the community of monks and then he was oh, all those monks you know like they are very together and they have a lot of fun and it's like a family if you go in those some of the, the monasteries in, in, in Asia it is still like, like that there is a lot of cooperation you know? they are very friendly among themselves so that Ananda once was telling to the Buddha, oh, it's amazing, uh, sir, that, uh, uh, that uh, the monks are so friendly with each other, they are always uh, being very uh, careful about that. So he remarked that uh, actually he was thinking that uh, probably 50% of the, of the holy life, of the, the monastic life, was based on friendship. So 50%, he said, that uh, is important and this is the part of uh, the spiritual life. But the Buddha corrected them. He said, no, you should not say 50%. It is 100%. 100% of the holy life is based on friendship. So what does that mean? That means that, uh, that the friend is there to motivate you. The friend is there to, to give you the most that uh, you are able to, to, to develop in yourself. A friend is a mirror that will help you develop your potential. But your potential in, in a good way. So the friend also will take you to the, uh, the complete path, the, the, the path where uh, everything is included, like the noble info path. So sometimes also they associate the friendship actually as the practice itself. Like uh, when the Buddha died, then Ananda, that person, uh, he was very sad. And then someone came to him and he said, oh, now the Buddha is dead, you know. So Ananda said, yes, the Buddha is dead. So he was saying, no, I have no friend anymore. But actually he said, but I still, I have the Dhamma as my friend. So now the Dhamma is going to be my friend. So there is the friend in the sense of a, a human being, in the sense of somebody that you can re relate on a human level. But also there is the friend that represents uh, all the high, high spiritual or high ideals that we all have in ourselves. So uh, this is uh, this is what is meant by a friend. And uh, in the Sangha Nikaya, they say that uh, uh, down is always preceded by the sun. Huh? That means in the morning, when dawn arises, then it's always preceded by the sun. Or is it the sun who precedes dawn? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one is preceding the other, you can check tomorrow morning. <laughs> so the one that is preceding the other is actually good friendship. Good friendship. So now, now we are not so like we we know each other, but we have not yet uh, interrelated maybe in a full way, and we are not also communicating so much. But uh, we are still aiming at the same thing, like we are trying to develop uh, meditation and trying to understand ourselves a little bit more, trying to understand our life a little bit more. So uh, in a way, we are uh, no, not in a way, but we are a community aiming for the same. Uh, same type of uh, goal. So, uh, 
although we are not communicating directly, we are friends. So we should see it like that. And sometimes we have to be very uh, tolerant and understanding when someone is doing noise, is having, is disturbing us by the noise that he's making. Also, we can think how that person also is, is uh, aiming also as a, the same as we are aiming. And uh, we should not get upset with, uh, with that type of thing. About the communication also, uh, uh, communication by word is very important and it is essential to understand the meaning of our words and also to communicate properly and to use the, the meaning properly. But uh, when we meditate, we can uh, we realize that actually there is a communication without the words. So uh, when we are communicating, we are, when we are exchanging ideas or when we are exchanging a human relationship, uh, very often the message that we are carrying is also expressed by our uh, body uh, behavior, our body position, the movement of our body. So this is one way of expression, one way to communicate with the body. But also the, 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 the words themselves express ideas and uh, these ideas are based in the mind. So, actually, the, the, the real combination is a mental communication. Words are kind of uh, superficial in a, in, a, in, a, in a deep way. So, we can say that the, there is a communication that is beyond the words. So, when we meditate, we, we know that there can be a kind of communication. But communication and uh, the need of people is, uh, is a, actually a psychological need. It's not a, a need for... Uh, survival, it is a need for development. But once somebody is uh, mature enough, then uh, uh, that need is not, uh, is not that uh, much necessary. Like we see often in the, in the Buddhist stories, after uh, someone has learned quite a good deal of, the, uh, of how to practice the Dhamma, then the, the, the teacher or the Buddha says, okay, now you can just go and practice by yourself. And the person has to develop. Uh, remembering what he has learned and trying to, to put it into practice. So in that sense, the person is learning a craft and the, the person is learning a method or is the person, she or he, is learning uh, how, to, uh, how to develop that uh, spiritual path that is, uh, that is explained, that is uh, talked about. And uh, I started to develop that uh, that uh, aspect of uh, of uh, the need the need to, of people and then the need for friendship. Because uh, to tell you the truth is that uh, when I spoke about the five hindrances and uh, the ways to counterbalance them, then uh, I put aside the fact that uh, one factor to counterbalance the five hindrances is good friendship. So when we are having an entrance, if we know that we have a friend, then it's very much helpful. We can relate to the friend and the friend will say, no, no, like if there is too much worry, then the friend will calm us down. And if there is, a, if we have, if we are very angry, if we share that with the friend, also the friend will, will help us to, to, uh, to, to to, to get more calm and uh, to get that anger a little bit away and, uh, with the five entrances. It is all the same. So in the with all of the five entrances, the, the, how do you say? All the five entrances is uh, a good friendship is, uh, is very useful. And also with the entrance of uh, agitation and worry, that not only good friendship is useful, but uh, uh, to see and to consult and to uh, meet elder people with experience, then it is, uh, it is also beneficial. Because uh, when we have doubts and uh, when we have uh, restlessness and agitation, then by talking with somebody who has experience, then that person can tell us, oh no, this, he can tell us actually what is right, what is wrong, and also what we should do. And because uh, all the time, when we are overpowered with those five influences, we are not able to see clearly. So, because it's too, we are emotionally involved, we are emotionally blocked. So when we have someone who can be a little bit objective, then he can see, okay, now there is no problem there. 
and then this is how you should see the situation. So very often, to add the, the, the perspective of another person is very helpful. So uh, here, you know, you are meditating, and all the day you 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 are asked to be in silence, and uh, so. Uh, but you should know that uh, this is a choice that you have taken and the, 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 the right speech uh, is an important part of the, of the practice but here we don't develop it so much we develop the internal qualities which uh, are going to affect uh, our speech when we need to speak when we, when we need to speak but, uh, but if you need to speak from time to time then you can speak to us or you can speak to some people in the staff or there are many people that are always there to, uh, in case uh, you need to, to express and to share something, some difficulty that you are having, then, uh, then you just feel free to, uh, you are not blocked and you are not in a prison, a mental asylum uh, where uh, the speech is not used anymore. probably remember the, those who had grown up with the Beatles, the, the song of the Beatles. I, I need a little help from my friend. So I forgot the melody, but sometimes you have, uh, you have nice uh, philosophy carried away by art. Also, uh, there is a story uh, when once the, the Buddha had gone to see some monks, you know, a, a little group of monks that were practicing meditation a little bit far away, and uh, those people were three friends. Uh, one of them was Anuruddha, uh, the other one I don't remember, but uh, then the Buddha asked them, asked uh, the monks, oh, now are you in comfort, do you get enough uh, supply, and uh, how do you live, and uh, are, you, are, are you living in harmony and everything, and then they say, yes sir, yes sir, uh, we are uh, living in harmony and uh, we are living like a water and milk. So we combine uh, very well. So then he explained how they do, <coughs> you know, that they share the duties and, uh, and then they, they, they are very much uh, uh, supporting each other. But just also with the meditation in aim. And what they were doing is that they, they could spend uh, maybe one week or two weeks without talking. They didn't need to talk. So they were mostly meditating. And uh, once or once uh, or twice a month or something like that, that they, 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 they will read it. They, they, they will come together and they will speak sometimes. They could speak for the whole night or just about the Dhamma and about their practice. So we see the, the, the we see that actually by this type of example, we see that uh, communication. You have a, a deeper. There can be a very deep level of communication even without the words. So we have to be careful with our thoughts. That's important also. And this is what we are going to see. How to deal with, uh, with, those, uh, with those thoughts. So this is what I wanted to, to talk tonight. Is uh, first about that thing, about the, friend, uh, the friendship or the need of people or the need of, uh, of uh, the sense of uh, support from the uh, community and also about uh, the how to deal with the wandering thoughts or how to deal with our mind. That mind, that's the whole the issue. I mean, it's a big issue. almost done with the, my notes are not in our order, so we are almost <laughs> done, but uh, just, just to, to see how much the need of people is a, is a psychological uh, value, is that uh, uh, from old days, even from the old days, uh, one of the punishment that uh, uh, the communities knew uh, to impose on someone who was not behaving properly, who, who were breaking uh, you know, uh, some of the 
some of the community rules or what was you know like a tear for some something like that. Uh, also in the monastic uh, world, you have also that same type of punishment, and it's called Brahmadanda. Uh, I think it's Brahmadanda. So it, the, 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 that type of punishment consists in uh, isolating the person. So the person can still live in the village, the person can still live in the, in the monastic community, but no one will talk to, to, to him or to her. No one will talk, you know, for a, a certain amount of time. So then this, this is a psychological torture. But that means that means that we, as a group or as a as a social person, as a social uh, uh, individual, the the, the, the the sense of uh, of community and also the sense of uh, uh, of participating in something that is uh, beyond the, the, the our egoistic interest is uh, fundamental for our uh, uh, equilibrium, our balance. So anyway, I am also very happy that no one has run away so far. <laughs> so uh, to explain uh, to explain about the removal or the understanding of um, the distracting thoughts or the, the, to understand the, the, the our thinking process. I, am, I, I will use the sutta called uh, Vitaka Santana Sutta from the Middle Land saying. It is number 20, if you want to, uh, to look at it later on. And uh, it's uh, there, uh, it is giving uh, five types of uh, strategies uh, of how to deal with uh, unwanted thoughts. And uh, it, it is, this is dealing especially for the meditators, so it concerns us uh, uh, very much. And uh, that discourse was, was given to monks, and uh, it was intended, they say it was uh, uh, for monks, intent on higher consciousness. That means, I mean in the Pali, say adi, adi citta. So that means for those who want to develop their mind, for, for, the, for those who want to develop meditation. And uh, adi, the term adicitta means, uh, here the commentaries, they say that uh, it refers to the eight attainments. It refers to, to a mental uh, development, uh, mostly related to the samatha, but also the, that samatha as a basis for insight. And those five, those five things, don't need to be uh, maintained all the time. It has to, uh, uh, it has to be reflected, or it should be used as a reflection from time to time, not always. And the summary will give, yeah. And uh, the, the, I will describe the, the summaries of those uh, five strategies, knowing that. Uh, uh, it is given in a serial order, and uh, and then if the first one is not working, then you try the second one, and if the second one is not working, then you try the third one, etc., up to the fifth. So you probably read it, but anyway, uh, I am uh, reading it again. And the first strategy is uh, when you have something that is always bothering you to a very big extent, and it is very disturbing, a thought that is very uh, annoying to you. The first strategy is uh, to switch to an opposite or incompatible thought. So you are thinking about something else. Like if the thought that is uh, attacking you or that is already uh, obsessing you is a thought of loss, then you think about uh, lostlessness, you know, then you, you think about something that is uh, encouraging uh, re re renunciation. And if it is a, a thought associated with hatred, then you try to develop thoughts connected with uh, loving kindness. And if it is about delusion or confusion, 
then you should think about uh, something promoting clarity. And the example they are giving here is like a, a carpenter getting rid of a coarse peg with a fine one. Huh? So uh, the carpenter sometimes they are, uh, if they want to, to, to get rid of a small peg, a small thing in the wood, you know, that is, that is not very good, then they use another one and they, they knock it off. So with one peg they are removing the, the, the one that they don't want to, uh, to, uh, to add. The second strategy is uh, to ponder on the disadvantages. You scrutinize the perils. So if in, this, in the first case, if the unwanted thought still keeps arising, one is advised to ponder on the perils and disadvantages of the thought. This will help the one to immediately rid oneself of the thought in question. Like uh, here, the example is like in the case of a young man or woman who is eager to look uh, nice and clean, will be revolted and disgusted if she or he finds the carcass of a snake or a dog or a human being around his neck, and will immediately cast it aside. I'm sure. <coughs> so the third strategy is to ignore and distract. So if the first the, the those uh, two don't work, then uh, you just ignore the thought and uh, and then you just won't pay attention to it. Like for example, you can uh, you can uh, recall a doctrinal passage that you have learned. So you learn some of uh, you, you you remember some of the sayings that uh, you have known from before. Something that is inspiring. Or also, you can concentrate on the actual concrete objects. That is, if the thought is very strong, and then it's really kind of obsession, then you just do something very concrete. Like you, you, you clean, you do something that is concrete. You can repair or stitch your robes, or you can take a walk, and then be very mindful of, uh, of uh, your actions. Something that is... Uh, very, very uh, practical, not, not necessarily practical, but something that, that brings you, something that grounds you back into reality. Because sometimes, if we are so much in the mind, the mind gets lost into a, a type of fancy fantasy that is uh, uh, at times difficult to get, uh, to get uh, those of. So by coming back to something that is very concrete, then you just, uh, you just discard it. I mean, that thing just evaporates like, like a cloud. So another one, the fourth one, is that uh, you reflect on the removal of the sources of the thought. So if the unwanted cognition still persists, then a further strategy is recommended. This is to reflect on the removal or stopping of the sources of the target thought. That is explained with the analogy of a man walking briskly who asks himself, why am I walking briskly? And then slows down his pace as he sees no reason to walk briskly. Then reflects on his walking and stops and stands. Then reflects on his standing and his sit down. And finally ref reflects on sitting and then lies down. So the idea beyond that is that uh, when we have a lot of thought and it's just like a hurricane, then we can just look at the thoughts, you know, that type of uh, thinking uh, that is uh, overflowing in our mind, and then we calm it down and say, oh, okay, okay, what is that all about? And you just calm it down a little bit, and then you see, okay, okay, then it calms down a little bit, and then you still calm it down a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then at the end you see, oh, okay, now I am thinking about that. This is what made me uh, so agitated. So there is a, actually, th there, there might have been, and you might be able, not necessarily you are going to be able to do it, but uh, you might be able to go to the source of the thought, and actually what prompted that thought. 
And then, then by being at the source of the thought, then you will be aware of the thoughts themselves when they are arising. Because actually, when we look at the thoughts very carefully, then they, they, they disappear. No? So when we do like that, we look at the thoughts and then they, they calm down. Then if the thought is really something that is uh, important, then we can deal with it or we can stop it. No? But the, the but the thing is that uh, it's not that necessarily it's not necessarily that we need to stop our thinking or that thinking is not proper. What is necessary is to understand the process of our thinking and then for which reason are we thinking? So by emil- eliminating all the dust that is carried away by the, 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 that main thought that had been so important, when the dust has been calm, then we see okay this is that thought. Who provocated all that turmoil? So by looking at the thought, then we can deal with it. So uh, then it's very simple. We just have uh, one subject or one thing that we have to deal, and then we think about that thing up to the time that uh, it stops. Like if somebody, if you have to think about uh, the, the, the the payment of your house that uh, is not still fulfilled, and then. This brought a lot of agitation, and then at the end you don't see uh, clearly why <laughs> you have been so agitated. By looking back and going back, you say, oh, okay, because I, I was thinking about that, uh, about the bill that I have to settle for my house. So at that time, if this, this, if this is uh, what is needed to think, then you think about it until it is finished. And then you say, okay, now this is how it's going to be there. And, and, and that's all. So you close the door and, uh, and your subject is, uh, is finished. And uh, then from there, you are aware of, uh, of the arising of other thoughts, and then they don't overpower you because you are very, uh, you are very uh, much aware. And that awareness uh, helps you not to be carried away with uh, something that you don't want. And that's the whole purpose. Like it's not necessarily that we will not think, but uh, we will be able to discard a lot of the un- unusual or unuseful thinking. And then by doing that, uh, the mind will calm down, and then we, come, you c- we can come back to our meditation. Like the meditation object will be more clear, and the purpose of the meditation also will be, uh, will be fine. So if this is not working, if, if we still have thoughts that are disturbing us, or that are still in the background, or thoughts that are difficult to get rid of, and uh, thoughts that have actually no purpose, then the last solution is uh, to control with forceful effort. So here they say uh, an effort which is to forcefully restrain and uh, dominate the mind with clenched teeth and tongue pressed hard against the palate. (laughs) And uh, they say also like uh, like a strong man holding, restraining, and dominating a weaker man. And actually in the text they say that uh, he beats him down. (laughs) (laughs) So one is to use the effort of one part of the mind to control another. So uh, I have seen somewhere that uh, this forceful mastery of the mind or this type of forceful and uh, strong attitude to in meditation is not a Buddhist uh, is not a Buddhist uh, recommendation and it's probably not a Buddhist practice but uh, but I think it's uh, it is likely that uh, it's possible and uh, if we look at the education uh, we see that sometimes force is necessary like if we have a child that is uh, very uh, is not obe- obeisance and uh, he has a lot of uh, wants to be to do things that are not so not so suitable so if we have the child for example in the house and then we see that there is danger outside the house then we don't want the child to go there it's dangerous so if the child is so active and he really wants to go there then we have to say with a lot of meta we have to say to the child no you you don't go out you sit down here and you stay there until uh, until the danger has disappeared, or until I want to, uh, I want you to to, 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 to go out and, and, and play. 
So force sometimes is, is necessary. Or if the child is in danger somehow, you know, and if it's not good for him to move, then you tell him not to move. So we can do that with our mind, the strong, the strong determination and also the stronger commitment not to allow ourselves to, to be wandering like that because we want to achieve uh, uh, the meditation that we are supposed to, uh, to practice. So here the, the, the paper that I am having actually is a, is a report by a, a professor from Sri Lanka, he is a psychologist and uh, he tries to make a parallel of uh, this, these types of methods to the psychology in general. And he says that uh, modern psychology also uses those, uh, those uh, st strategies to, to, to deal with patients. Yes. And uh, most of them, most of them, you know, they, they, they are related to the techniques that have been developed within the framework of behavior therapy. Like, for example, the first strategy here to switch to an opposite or incompatible, incompatible thought, it's not very different from the thought switching or thought substitution described by, among others, Ratcham and Austin and Sturgis and Mayer. Uh, you may not be so interested in, uh, in these, but uh, anyway, uh, those uh, psychologists, those specialists, uh, had uh, written books and had developed a technique that are recommending that type of practice. But here the, 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 the writer said that the Buddhist technique has the added refi refinement that the thought to be switched to should be incompatible with the original one and the uh, only acceptable one in its own right. And he says that uh, Alexander, which you, you may have heard probably, uh, offered exactly the same advice to his reader. He advocates uh, instant switching from disturbing thoughts to ones opposite in character. For example, poverty thoughts were to be opposed with money thoughts. Dismal thoughts with cheerful thoughts and failure thoughts with success thoughts. So the third stra strategy, to ignore and distract, uh, is essentially similar to the distra distraction techniques of modern therapists, like uh, Rachman and Wolf. So the idea is that the client should engage uh, his attention or her attention on the different uh, stimulus or activity, either cognif cognitive or uh, physical. The Buddhist texts are, as we have seen, offer suggestions as to what distractions uh, might be usefully employed. These include both cognitive and uh, physical uh, distractions. Also, the, the fifth strategy to control with forceful effort, uh, it's also similar to what has been called the thought-stopping. In the thought-stopping paradigm today, the client is helped and trained to stop the unwanted thought with a simple, eventually sub-vocal uh, command. In the Vitaka Santana Sutta, internal commands and resources are used to stop the target cognition. So sorry to read the, to read that article in front of you. I find it very interesting. <laughs> also, to ponder the the, the other strategy that uh, is to ponder on the disadvantages is uh, very similar to another behavior therapy technique, uh, albeit in albeit one used more in uh, other contexts than uh, in dealing with unwanted thoughts. This, this covered the sensitiz sensitization proposed first by Kotella 
in uh, 67, in which the client is asked to imagine as vividly as possible the unpleasant and harmful uh, consequence of a non-desirable uh, action that one wishes to eliminate or control. Also, the idea to have uh, the disciplined thinking, that is, uh, to have a lot of order in the, in the mind with our thoughts and uh, to develop some logic and a way of, uh, of mastering the, the activity of our mind were uh, one of the one of the, 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 the well, the exercises that you can that we can find with the ancient ancient Greeks the philosophers in those days they had uh, they had a lot of uh, exercises to uh, to train their mind and uh, then also to develop their mind so the philosophy of the ancient uh, Greek uh, reveal a lot of uh, uh, of interest for those who want to study them and uh, in these days, the psychology was not uh, developed yet, but uh, psychology uh, was part of, uh, of their uh, approach, and it was part of their study. This is not mentioned here. Also, it is, uh, he says here that it's worth uh, commenting in this point, at this point, on the other main technique used in modern behavior therapy, for dealing with unwanted intrusive cognitions. This is satiation, habituation training. That is, getting the client to expose himself or herself to the thought repeatedly and or for prolonged periods. While this notion is not encountered in the Vitaka Santana Sutta or its commentary, the parallel of this in Buddhism is found in the Satipatthana Sutta. This discourse outlines the important meditation technique of mindfulness. So the mindfulness that we find uh, as a training in the Satipatthana also offers us the possibility to, uh, to, to look at, at the entrances or to look at the mind, the way that the mind presents itself, and then just to, to, to face it and not to want to uh, change it, but just want to understand its nature. So, even if the thought or the, the, the emotions or the, the, the mind pattern is repeating again and again, we are just there and we see now the mind is agitated or the mind is now is uh, uh, peaceful, now the mind is uh, like this or like that. So uh, when the, 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 the emotions or the distraction or the, the, the unwanted uh, type of uh, mental manifestation arrive, then we just observe it. And then by observing it, we see actually that it, it is impermanent. And, uh, that uh, we see that it's not, uh, it's not something that we need to uh, control. But just by observing it, it, it makes us uh, not fed up, but uh, it goes by itself. That's the thing. Here he says that uh, if an unwanted thought arises, one is to face it directly and continuously rather than try to get rid of it. So also, like for example in the Satipatthana, the hindrances uh, can be object uh, by themselves. So if the entrance is coming, then by looking at the entrance, then the entrance can become the object of our meditation. Here we are not suggesting that too much because we mostly the, the, the what we are suggesting is that uh, if you keep the attention on your meditation subject then the meditation subject will overpower you because uh, uh, because you you get a lot of joy you get a lot of uh, of a pleasure out of it and then when the pleasure or the comfort that you get by meditating is established then uh, those hindrances are, have no more power so that's why if you do your practice again and again, then the, the, the satisfaction that you will get uh, from it will uh, will be uh, satis very satisfactory. It, it can be like a, uh, like a, like when you see when you are running, then you you calm down, and then you are walking, and then when you are walking, you sit down, and then when you sit down, instead of lying down, you feed yourself with a, a dish a dish that you like very much. Huh? 
So that's very satisfying. So the same thing with the meditation. The more we get familiar with the, our meditation, the more we get pleasure. And then also, the, the pleasure itself is a, is a, is feeding us. The pleasure itself brings us a, a lot of uh, satisfaction. So he says that uh, here, the, 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 the writer, he says that uh, although uh, the parallel can be found with the modern psychology, the modern psychology uh, and the ancient uh, ways of uh, dealing with the mind, uh, it's not obvious that there have been any kind of relation. It may be pure uh, coincidence. But the point, in fact, the, 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 the point of interest is that uh, humanity has always uh, tried to find out solutions to, uh, to deal with the with our mind to, to 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 make the best of the human life and how to how do we get healthy minds you know because if the mind is not healthy then uh, it's also difficult to get a proper uh, healthy uh, body and uh, to be healthy as a human being as a whole so the mind is very important and uh, that question arose I mean, from uh, since we, since the humanity is existing That's it for the that's it for the article and uh, and then know what to do what to say mm. uh, yes also like uh, in the Madima Nikaya you know the middle land saying that this course is uh, is preceded by another discourse on the same topic and uh, uh, it, it is uh, the other one uh, is called uh, the Dweda Vitaka Santana Dweda Vitaka Sutta and it's the number 19 and this is uh, saying us telling us that uh, we should make a distinction with the type of thoughts that we that we have, like uh, the, the, the Buddha described the way that before he got enlightened, uh, he, he decided to make a difference with the, with the unwholesome thoughts and then the wholesome thoughts, that is the, the thoughts connected with the greed, hatred and delusion and then the thoughts uh, connected with uh, renunciation and then metta and uh, uh, clarity of the mind. So. Uh, with uh, some effort and with some uh, discrimination, actually, he was able to uh, to just to, to, to keep in my, his mind always on the positive side, always always on the on awesome. So whatever he will uh, uh, think of would always be very awesome. But at a certain point, when he was always considering, you know, when he was always using intellectually uh, the power of his mind, he he became aware that. Uh, that thinking is good, you know, but although you are thinking good things, uh, you get tired, and uh, and then you it's, it's it is very tiresome. So after uh, just putting the the his mind on the on the positive side, on the awesome side, then uh, then his mind became full of energy, and also his mind uh, was uh, quite concentrated because. Uh, uh, because it was always, uh, it w he had some kind of control, but still, uh, he wanted to go further than that, and then from there he developed the jhana. And uh, I don't know about the Greek uh, philosophers or the psychology in these days, but uh, they don't speak so much about uh, the, de the development of uh, higher consciousness, which is the, the field of uh, spirituality. So, also we can say that uh, uh, the jhana themselves, or spirituality, we cannot put that aside from an healthy mind. And uh, we cannot put aside the development of jhana uh, from a healthy psychological setup that we all need to have. And uh, jhana is coming from uh, the clarity of uh, the mind. It's coming from a complete... Uh, uh, complete... Uh, A complete uh, lot of balance and a lot of 
Yes, also like uh, the clarity itself, because the mind is uh, is very clear, then it can focus easily on uh, on on one thing. So it's not the jhana or the the meditative uh, absorption is not a trance that uh, that you got you just flip into and uh, that are out of control. It's something that you can control, and and it is something also that is. Uh, going to uh, reinforce reinforce your uh, psychological balance if you use it properly and also if it is uh, used properly so uh, when you have all those difficulties if you still have then if you know that by understanding them this is what is going to give you clarity and this is what is giving you this is what is going to uh, to give you uh, spiritual maturity then uh, you can use it uh, to as a tool to uh, to develop. So when difficulty comes, then uh, face them and try to go uh, through them. healthy psychological setup that the mind is having is a clarity and order. So at the end now we have talked about the friendship, we have talked actually about the communication and the need for people, but uh, also about the importance of friendship. So, uh, if we are also able to make our mind our friend, then it's a great advantage. Then it's very easy to, to be friendly with other people. So how do we make our mind our friend? This is what we have to do now. How do I deal with this child that I have inside of me? How do I deal with, uh, with my mind? How do I understand and develop it? This is our challenge, and uh, I, encourage, I encourage you to, uh, to go in that direction and to see that actually, first of all, we need to be friends with ourselves, to be friends with our mind. I think this will be long. Is it clear enough? A practical, a practical problem, not problem, but a, a practical thing regarding the hall here is that uh, uh, the windows, when we open the windows, we have to choose the time. So if we need to open or close, it would be better for not to disturb other people, it would be better to do it either before the group sitting or after the group sitting. And uh, when we close or open the windows, uh, it's good also to, to take in consideration the, the, the need or the need of uh, all of us, if not only because I want the air, uh, I open the windows. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.